Okay, ready? Yes. I have nothing cool to open up my episode with, so hello everyone. Hi. What's up? It's us again. You ever hired an assassin? I've <laughs> Yes. Um I've hired I've hired an assassin before. Do you remember that one case that I did where some guy offered two hundred and fifty dollars to kill his roommate? Uh, yes. On Facebook. on Facebook. It's amazing. Oh. How much how 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 much uh would you pay someone to kill me? Like ten bucks. <laughs> kidding like 20 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. like a $5 tip I, I never I never pay anyone to kill you I just do it myself mm-hmm. why, why pay why pay someone else and I can do the job right you know oh what's up with the face sorry I'm uh, okay so I don't know if y'all have this but like do you ever okay, on twitter I have a group chat with a bunch of oh, people from my school is it the guy yeah Oh. I don't I don't know any of these people personally, but like it's just kind of like one of those friendship things where you just kind of like a like a school thing. You just like have random. This is a random group chat, and there's one fucking guy that is just the worst. He's so narcissistic and like always makes everything about himself and shit like that. Like when the whole Corona thing was going on, I I asked the chat. I was like, hey. Does anyone think this is like getting kind of serious? Like I never remembered swine flu or anything like that getting this bad. It was it was when it was right before quarantine that started. Yeah. Um, for everyone. And he was like, he was like not to be very dramatic, but I think this is the end of times. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, please don't someone literally responded lol Me. like stop fucking stop and he was like we had world war three and uh the bushfires i was like what was he didn't happen the bushfires are gone now i'm pretty sure or at least if they aren't then no one else is talking about it yeah and and he was talking about some bug that that was there are the murder hornets now this is way before that though murder hornets are insane yeah. there's a there's a video on twitter of like a murder hornet and like a uh someone had caught it like a cup or something like that it's insane it's like three inches big it's like that big oh, i hate it yeah oh, i hate it so much yeah oh, i hate it so much start injecting the poison so you can become uh immune no <laughs> no <laughs> no I'm there's good. actually there's actually some random ass story of this guy who would like inject poison into himself to like feel something and like he wanted to kill himself so he like made himself get bit by a rattlesnake but he was immune to the poison so he didn't kill him hell yeah yeah it's random um speaking of random today is actually kind of a random i someone once told me about this case i can't remember who though i'm pretty sure it was someone from tinder but i also deleted my tinder account so i cannot go back and look how do you remember it then did you look it up yeah, well, I, no, I was, um, like, research. I was just going through some cases that, like, I have kind of just, like, saved in my folder. And, like, mm-hmm. it was one of them. And I was like, oh, someone told about this. Yeah. And I can't remember who. So, if it was you, my B-man. My B-man. I can't look back now. This is just, uh, but, um, I don't really have anything else to open up episode with. Wait, this is our, this is, we're recording this the same day as we recorded last week's episode. Yeah. So, uh, we kind of already said our whole spiel. Hey, future, what's it like? Yeah. Oh my god, wow. Isn't that so nice now? Everyone can go outside because Corona's gone. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> cops aren't killing innocent black people anymore. Well, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, it's, it's not. It needs to stop. Uh, if, you're, if protests are still going on, make sure you have your milk. Um, that's going to be my new tagline. Make sure your phone's charged. Yeah, charge your phone, drink your water, cover your face. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in because it's kind of a longish. It's not long. It's just kind of compact. That's what she said. 
And that's the episode. And that's the episode. Um, so today we're, we're going to be talking about Richard, the Iceman, Kuklinski. Kuklinski? Kuklinski. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. Me too. Uh, he was a convicted murderer and notorious contract killer. Um, he worked for several Italian-American crime families and claimed to, be, to have murdered over 200 people over a career that lasted 30 years. So, okay. so he's been paid for over 200 murders. And it's a little bit fun fact trivia. He is the older brother of the convicted rapist and murderer, Joseph Kulinski. <laughs> so it runs in the family. It runs in the family. <laughs> um, so Richard, oh. what? I wonder if there's like a, like a, like a, like a murderer lineage where it's like a grandfather, a father, and like a son. Oh, and probably. we do, like, a th- three-part shit, where it's, like, we start with the grandfather and go down. Oh. Hell yeah, that'd be cool. I just made that up, but, like, I hope it's real. I hope it's real, too. We'll find one. We'll find one. Yeah, we'll find one. There are um, a lot of murderers out there. Um, so he was the second of four children born to Stanley and Anna Klinsky of Polish origin. Duh. Yeah. Uh, he was born on April 11th, 1935, in New Jersey. Wait. In Jersey City, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, he His dad worked as a railroad, as a brake man. He's an alcoholic. He worked as a railroad. He worked as a railroad. He worked at a railroad as a brake man. He was an alcoholic who regularly beat his wife and children. Oh. Um, Anna worked at a meat processing plant, and she was a strict and devout Catholic. And she would often also beat Richard. Wait, so, what? Uh, she oh, was, she'd beat Richard. Yeah. I thought, I, for some reason, when he said that, I thought he meant that like she'd beat her her husband. Um, and I was like, just mutual beating. Yeah, this, <laughs> this um, he was five year old. His five year old. When he was five years old, his older brother Florian was killed by Stanley during one of his many beatings. Ah. Yeah. On discovering he had killed his son, Stanley ordered Anna to call the hospital and record. And report and record. Whoa, I don't have my glasses on. And report that he had fallen down the stairs and hit his head. Soon, Stanley left his family, and Richard was left to fend for himself. Um, Stanley was the uh, the father, so he left. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, but. Um, and Richard was the by age sixteen, he had already known his explosive temper and his willingness to kill. So he was like, uh, he was like, ah, yes. Yeah, that's what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, this is what I want to do. Um, his first, um, he first killed his number one enemy. That's, that's what, that's what he said. Um, in 1948, Klinsky, who was 13, ambushed and beat Charlie Lane, the member of a small gang of teenagers known as the Project Boys, who bullied him for some time. Following a particularly bad beating, Richard sought revenge, attacking Charlie Lane with thick wooden dowel, eventually beating him to death. Although he denied wanting to kill Lane, the bully did not wake up. Glinsky then dumped Lane's body off a bridge in South Jersey after removing his teeth and chopping off his fingertips with a hatchet in an effort to prevent identification of the body. Hey, remember when you said that this is a light story? Yeah, well, the body was never found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, it's it can be lighter. It's 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 not the worst. Yeah, Glinsky uh, then went in search of the other boys in the gang. He seized the metal pole from the trash can and beat all of them near to death. He said in an HBO documentary um, that it was the day he killed uh, Charlie Laney that he learned that it was better to give um, than to receive. So... Damn. Yeah. According to his own statements, he would hurt someone just to make him feel, like, just for making him feel bad about something, and his number one pet peeve was loudmouth people, because they reminded him of his father. Uh, he also stated that he abused animals as a young child, such as killing cats and dogs by torturing them. Which is a murderer thing! Oh. What? 
side note, yeah. guys, I hit my first animal. Yeah. That was rough. I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was a dog, but it might have been a cat. I don't know. I didn't like it. It ran away, so I don't have to think yeah. about it. Yeah. I remember that time that I hit that cat, and then I pulled over and threw up and, like, sat by it while we waited because I couldn't drive. I thought it... I thought it, it got oh, up. I sat by your throw up. I thought you even sat by the animal. I sat by... I didn't, sit, I didn't sit by the cat. I did stand by it to make sure it didn't get hit again. Yeah. And then whenever I tried to get near it to kind of get it off the road, it, like, hissed at me, so I was like, I probably shouldn't touch it. Um, and then it just got up and looked off. Oh. Yep. It happens. Talk to my dad about it. If you ever hit an animal, just make sure, one, make sure, if you can, try and get it off the road. If it's dead, then, I don't know, you don't want to touch an animal. Yeah. Like, if, if you can't pick it up, then I, I wouldn't. But make sure your car is safe and uh, make sure you're safe whenever you pull over. Because when you hit an animal, you need to pull over and make sure you're okay. If if you hit an animal and don't care, you're a murderer. Don't get near us, please. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't keep listening. So there is association with the Gambino crime family, which is through his relationship with the mobster Roy Namero. Namio? Namio. Yeah. Namero. Yes, Robert De Niro. Um, Kalinsky started uh, stated that he started doing robberies and other assignments for the family, one of which was pirating pornographic tapes. For some reason, that word did not want to come out. Pornographic? Yeah, pornographic tapes. What's that word? Uh, Porn? Por- paralysis that you couldn't say? Oh, yeah, paralysis. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like paralysis. Paralysis. A years of Pokemon wanted to training my my voice box. To see say that word. See, I played Pokemon my entire life and I couldn't say it, so I don't think that Pokemon has anything to do with it. Um, but soon his talent for killing was realized, and he stood out amongst his associates, standing five foot wait six foot five inches and weighing three hundred pounds. Uh, Demiro decided to put him to the test. One day he took Kolinsky out in his car and they parked on a city street. Uh, Demio then selected an apparently random target, a man walking his dog. He then told Kolinsky to kill him. Without questioning the order, Kolinsky got out and walked towards the man. As he passed, he turned and shot the man in the back of the head. Shoot. Yep, and from then on out, Kolinsky was Demio's favorite enforcer. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Over the next 30 years, according to Kolinsky, he killed numerous people, either by gun, strangulation... Numerous people? Yes. <laughs> gun, strangulation, knife, or poison. The exact number has never been settled upon by authorities, and Kolinsky himself at various times claimed to have killed between 33 and 200 individuals. Just kind of sporadically. How is it so... Like, such a big gap between 33 and 200? I feel like you know if you killed more than 100. Honestly, to him, it's probably just, like, another day. Yeah. Or it's, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, his favorite was to use cyanide, since it killed quickly and was hard to te- detect in a toxicology test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, he would uh, variously administer it by injection, putting it in the person's food, in aerosol spray, or by simply spilling it on the victim's skin. And his favorite methods of disposing of body... A body? Whoa. Of disposing of body was but to place it in a 55-gallon oil drum. His other disposal methods included dismemberment, burial, or placing the body in a trunk of a car and having it crushed in the junkyard, which is a, something that I saw on Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> which is a great show. I'm upset I haven't watched it sooner. It's really good. How far are you into it? Oh, I'm like almost done with season two. Okay, bet. Yeah. He also claimed to have left bodies sitting in the park besides benches on more than once occasions. So just like fucking there. 
Just out. <laughs> Can you imagine walking around just seeing a dead body? One of my worst fears of like just like living and seeing things is like seeing a body on the side of the road. Yeah. Because like it's your responsibility to call call the cops, but like just seeing a dead body. Uh, yeah, that's enough to fuck yeah. you up for a while. Yeah. Um, so despite Kalinsky's claims that he was a frequent killer for Demario, none of Demio's... I don't even give a fuck how to pronounce this guy's name. Demio. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's a TikTok, TikTok? answer. Yeah. yeah. Crew members that later became witnesses for the government claimed that Kalinsky was involved in the murders they committed. Um, only photographed on one occasion at the Gemini Lounge, he reportedly visited the club to purchase a handgun from the Brooklyn crew. I'm not going to be able to talk today, and we're just going to have to be okay with that. I think... Um, he once claimed to be responsible for the 1983 murder of Roy DeMio, although the available evidence and testimony points to the murders being fellow DeMio crew associates, like six of their dudes, um, which doesn't matter because this isn't about them. So, huh. <laughs> 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 so uh. um, According to Klinsky, at the same time, he was allegedly a career hitman. He met and married Barbara Peterick. and later fathered two daughters and a son. Hmm. His family had never... His family and neighbors were never aware of his activities, instead believed that he was a successful businessman. Oh. Sometimes he would get up and leave the house at any time of the day or night to do a job, even if it was in the middle of dinner. So he was very, he's a career-driven man. Yeah. <laughs> we love a career man. How does, well, what did he tell his wife he was doing? That he was just a businessman. And she didn't ask. I respect it. That's like me and my parents. They've told me a thousand times what I, what they do for a living. I just, I cannot explain it. I get it. My dad's a business manager, and that's about as much as I know. <laughs> um, my ex actually thought he was a spy for a while. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, initially nicknamed the Polak by his Italian associates because of his Polish heritage, Kalinsky earned the nickname Iceman, followed by his experiments with disguising the time of death by his, of his victims by freezing their corpse in an industrial freezer. He himself claims that he used a Mr. Softy ice cream truck for this purpose, although the FBI doubts the accuracy of that. Yeah. Can you imagine just lying <laughs> about just, like, murdering someone? Being like, yeah, like, I used to put dead bodies in my um, ice cream truck freezer. And the cops being like, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's no proof of that at all. I'm um, just imagining going to, like, get ice cream. And there's like a body. Oh, there's a thing. Yeah, have you ever seen the Ice Cream Man? No, but I can't remember. Am I like it's like American Horror Story something? There's some TV show or movie where someone had taken someone's ice cream truck and like they pulled the thing out to get ice cream. There was like a body in it. I don't know what it's from. I know there's a movie about that. There's a movie where a dude who owns an ice cream truck's a murderer and he kills people and puts them in ice cream. But it was like a funny thing where yeah. like it revealed it. Yeah. Oh, was it funny? No, it's an old, old horror movie. It's oh, hilarious. So it, oh, so it is funny. <laughs> so it's funny. Oh, my favorite thing ever is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street where they bring fucking Johnny Depp turns into blood soup. There's no bones. There's no meat chunks. It's all soup and they bring in a goddamn stretcher. Yep. Oh. Hey, for his bloody soup body. You know, gotta have somewhere to put the buckets. So, Klinsky became friendly with a man named Robert Prong. Wait. Oh, wait, no, hold on, let's get the part. Oops. Oops. Later he told Philip Carlo that he got the idea from a hitman named Mr. Softy, who drove a Mr. Softy truck to appear inconspicuous. Um, Kalinsky's method was uncovered by the authorities when Kalinsky once failed to let one of his victims properly thaw before disposing of the body on a warm summer's night, and the coroner found chunks of ice in the corpse's heart. 
Huh. He was frozen for that long. Um, Klinsky became friendly with a man named Robert Prong, the man nicknamed Mr. Softy. Uh, I'm just going to call him Mr. Softy. Softy supposedly was a military-trained demolitions technician. It was from him that Klinsky learned of the different methods of using cyanide to kill his victims. Um, he also stated that Mr. Softy was extremely crazy. Um, in 1984, Mr. Softy was found shot to death in his own truck. Most believe Klinsky was the murderer, but the killer was never found. Hmm. It was speculated it was him, though. So... When the authorities finally caught up to Kalinsky in 1986, they based their case almost entirely on the testimony of an undercover agent. New York State Police Detective Pat Kane started the case six years prior to the arrest and the investigation involved a joint operation with the New York General Attorney General's Office and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Uh, um, Special Agent Domeric... I'm not going to try. His last name is the P. <laughs> Covered ex- um, experience. No, it's important for me to say his name. Dominic Poliferon. Do you want me to read it? It's P O L I F R O N E. Poliferon? Poliferon? Poliferon. Dominic um, had undercovered um, experience specializing in mafia cases. The New York's um, Jer- whoa, the New Jersey State Police and the Bureau began a joint operation. Detective Kane recruited Philip, uh, recruited Phil Solomine, a close friend of Kalinsky, who introduced undercover agent to the killer. The Bureau agent had acted like he wanted to hire Kalinsky for a hit and recorded him speaking in detail about what he would do. When state police and federal agents went to arrest Kalinsky, they blocked off his street, and it took multiple officers officers to bring him down. Why can't I speak? Because you don't have your glasses on. Yeah. In the process of doing so, Miss Kalinsky was also arrested and charged with gun possession because the car was in fact registered under her name. When Miss Kalinsky was arrested, a police officer put his boot on her back while detaining her. This enraged Kalinsky, and that is one of the reasons why they needed multiple officers to bring him down. Mm. So he really did love his wife. That's sweet. (laughs) Yeah. That's nice. Could be worse. Um, in 1988, a New York... Wait, I wouldn't say New York. It's New Jersey. This is all happening in New Jersey. In 1988... Fuck New Jersey. Fuck New Jersey. A New Jersey court convicted Kalinsky of five murders and sentenced him to consecutive life sentences, making him ineligible for parole until age 110. In 2003, he pleaded guilty to the 1980 murder of NYPD detective Peter Calabro and drew another 30 years. In the Calabro murder, in which Sammy the Bull, Gravion, was also charged, Clincy said he parked his van on the side of a narrow road, forcing other drivers to slow down to pass. He lay in the snowbank until Calabro came by at 2 a.m., then stepped out and shot him with a shotgun. During his incarceration, Klinsky granted interviews to prosecutors, psychiatrists, criminologists, writers, and television producers about his criminal career, upbringing, and personal life. Two documentaries featuring interviews of Klinsky by Dr. Park Diaz, best known for his interview with an analysis of Jeffrey Dahmer, um, aired on HBO after interviews in 1991 and 2001. Uh, Philip Carlo also wrote a book titled The Iceman. Um, in one interview, Kalinsky claimed that he had never killed a child and most likely wouldn't kill a woman. However, according to one of his daughters, he once told her that he would have killed her and her two siblings should he happen to beat her mother to death in a fit of rage. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, I probably wouldn't, but he's also like, hey, just so you know, if I kill your mom, you guys are also going down. 
At the same time, his wife Barbara also stated that he never actually did hurt the children. He also confessed that he once wanted to use a cart a crossbow. Whoa. Crossbow? Yeah. To carry out a hit by not having but not without testing it first. While driving his car, he asked a random man for directions, shot him in the forehead with a crossbow, and stated that the arrow went halfway through his head. Uh yeah, just cause. He also claimed that on multiple occasions he would kidnap his victims, and rather than conveniently murdering them, he bound their hands and feet with tape. He then left the victim in a cave in the wilderness where they were eaten alive by rats attracted by the victim's cries. Glency claimed he filmed these deaths as proof to the buyer that the people did suffer before death. So I guess that was like, you paid extra for that. <laughs> In one interview, he confessed that he only regretted one murder, which he deemed particularly cruel. As he was about to kill a man, the man began praying to God for his life. Clitzy told him that he would give God 30 minutes to save him, but once the time was up, he would be killed, forcing the man to wait 30 minutes for his demise struck Kalinsky as his most sadistic murder. Damn. Yeah. Kalinsky died at the age of 70 on March 5th, 2006. He was in a secure wing at St. Francis Medical Center in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, At the time, although the time of his death has been labeled suspicious. Suspicious. Kalinsky was scheduled to testify that former Gambino crime family under uh, boss Sandy Gravino had ordered him to murder New York Police Department Detective Peter Calbrero. Um, Kalinsky had admitted to murdering Calbrero Calbero with a shotgun in the middle of the night on March 14th, 1980. He denied knowing that Calbero was a police officer, but said that he would have murdered him regardless. <laughs> At the time he was scheduled to testify, Gonvino was already incarcerated for an unrelated charge, serving a 19-year prison sentence for running an ecstasy ring in Arizona. Kalinsky yeah. had stated to family members that he thought that they were poisoning him. A few days after Klinsky's death, prosecutors dropped all charges against Gravino, saying that without Klinsky's testimony, there was insufficient evidence to continue. Um, At the request of Klinsky's family, forensic pathologist Michael Baden examined the results of Klinsky's autopsy determined that if the there was evidence of poisoning, and it could not, and he concluded that he died of natural causes. But... As we learned previously, um, there's a certain fun little poison that can't be tested. And... Oh, so I think he was murdered, but that's just me. What do you think? Because he's also 71, so it wouldn't take that much Mm-mm. either. Mm-mm. What do you think? He was probably murdered. He was probably murdered. Because yeah. it was by like a mob boss family. It wasn't yeah. just by like some random dude. Yeah. But yeah, that's the story of um, the Ice King. Ice guy. Ice man. The Ice guy. The Ice King. I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm, wait, no. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I used to watch that movie all the time. But yeah, what'd you think of... What'd you think of... Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. You Get fucked. Yeah. Get fucked, dog. Just a just normal businessman. You yeah. know, doing his shit. Doing his shit. Leaving people to die being eaten by rats. As one does. I definitely also want to research more into Mr. Softy, because that's amazing. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear that ever. They yet. call me Mr. Softy. Ew, it's so gross. <laughs> they call me Limp Dick. They call me Limp Dick. That's my street name. Shrimp Dick. Um, wait, what's our podcast? Wait, no. What's our podcast Twitter? What's our Twitter? Yeah. Uh, it's at Up at Nice. Uh, up at Nice? Up at Nice. <laughs> up at Nice. At, uh... 
What is it? At Up at Night Cast. Cast stands for podcast. Took me way too fucking long. That did. I took a little. I was a little bit concerned there for a second. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. Um, well, I guess this Reach is... Reach out to us. Tell us things. Send us random shit. I don't care. Yeah, send us memes. The more you guys interact with us, the more we will get on Twitter. <laughs> and that is a promise. That is a promise. Because honestly, I forget to put whenever we're uploading episodes on Twitter yeah. a lot, which is bad. Um, also, if we get to 200 followers on Twitter, uh, oh, right. Grace will get a tattoo on her lip. Yeah, I'm getting a tattoo on my lip. <gasps> you should get the Twitter handle. Oh my god, I should. I should. I'll text Hannah. The like, listen. Listen, this is weird, but... But yeah, I think that's it. Oh, good thing. Not for next week, but the week after. This is for future. Um, good thing. Uh, I'm home, and I'm making money, probably. Yes. Maybe. Yes, that's always good. I'm probably learning how to all... (laughs) Things haven't been going great for me lately. You the half pipe in the backyard. That'd be beautiful. Things have been going great for me lately, so I told myself that I at least have to learn how to ollie. <laughs> that was like that was like my new like goal. I want to come back next week, and there you you dug a hole to make to put a half pipe in the ground. Hell yeah! I drop in. Yeah. Hell yeah! I like that. Me too. I like that idea. I'll do it. Um. So yeah, but um. Also, I just wanted to say uh for everyone to stay safe just in general in life right now mm. everything's very weird and scary so just just want everyone to be safe everyone to be uh cautious do what you gotta do but just be safe while you're doing what you gotta do yeah i think that's the only thing you can really do right now you know but that's all i got anything you want to add congratulations to the graduates yeah graduated or if your family someone in your family graduated tell them congratulations because they didn't get to graduate this year so yes if you graduated, they didn't get to walk this year is what i meant if you graduated congratulations we're proud of you um do that shit do that shit bitch and i think that's it i just realized i have a neighbor that's graduating he doesn't get to walk either yeah shit all right my cousin's graduating he doesn't get to rock a rock Rock. He's got to rock. We can't speak at all today. <laughs> well, I'm really bad at it. Um, but thank you guys for listening to this episode of Up at Night. And we, we will see, see you the next time we can't sleep. sleep. Bye, Bye, guys. I wonder how much it'll take for me to assassinate someone. I don't know, but I need to poop. Me too.